thought that my sermon this morning is back to Eden. Back to Eden. What is Eden? Eden means voluptuous living. A place. Eden is a place. It's the place that God set Adam east of the Eden of Garden. And he raised him up there. And that's where Adam became alive. He came alive. So Genesis chapter 1 and verse... Let's, let's just lay foundation for anybody that hasn't been a part of the series. Ezekiel chapter 1 and verse 10. Quickly in there. Let's just quickly lay a foundation. And then we're going to anoint... Somebody's going to get a breakthrough today. I feel it. I'm telling you, it's in the house. It's sitting on me. Hmm. As for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man. Each had four of the, f- each of the four had the face of a lion. The right side, each of the four had the face of an ox. The left side, each had the four had, of the four had the face of an eagle. So we've discovered that Adam that we've never seen his face in the Garden of Eden. No one knows what his face looks like. He's the one that God went into the earth and he made this man from dust. And then he said he's made in our image. That's not got to do with the physical space, but a spiritual space, the image of Almighty God. And then... Genesis chapter 2 says, he breathed into him, and man became a living soul. So the breath of God, which is the spirit of God, which when you go through the gospels, you'll find the four faces of the first Adam was in there. Because when he sinned, basically these faces fell over. They were buried. And in every single man, these faces are buried. Until you come to Christ. Because the first Adam caused the Christ to go to sleep. That's why Jesus, when he died, he went to the earth. And when he was resurrected, he came alive. And so Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John can show you the faces of God. And when every man, any man grabs a hold of this and begins to study the scriptures... He becomes what God has called him to be. And he fulfills his mandate in the earth. And he becomes all that the world has been waiting for. And the Bible even says that the earth is groaning looking for the sons of men. That when you become what God has called you to be, the earth will stop having earthquakes and all kinds of things because the earth is alive. So in the Gospels, we begin to see, we begin to see This man that God created. The man that Babylon creates. The one that was only born once. Because when Jesus came in the book of John, says to Nicodemus, you must. Nicodemus says, how can anyone can do the things that you do except God be with him? He says, Nick, you must be born again. So being born once only from your mother's womb, creates a problem for you because you don't know really who you are. You've got to come to Jesus so that he can show you who you really are, what your gifts, what your gift is all about, um, how to function as a man, and how to become all that God has called you to be. And then come into a place called your wealthy place. 
or the Garden of Eden. And so God's resurrection power goes first and puts the Spirit of God on the inside of you. Then He brings you into a kingdom and its revelation. Then teaches you about your work. The thing that, that brings in all kinds of resources, brings purpose, and makes you valuable for the kingdom of God. You become an asset. You become that one that the angels must protect and must preserve you and keep you in all your ways. Why? You're important to God. You can become very valuable for God when you begin to discover who you are, discover what the kingdom is all about, and then begin to get into your work. There was a man that was dying and he just built synagogues in the book of Acts. And they cried out to Jesus and said, you, you, this man can't die. Because he's valuable. You have somebody praying for you because you are valuable this morning. Are you involved in kingdom work? I say this again about Babylon. And of course, from your work, you then come into a place where you come into your inheritance. And you come into this place called your wealthy place. Babylon, what we've been teaching on are these five things. Number one is that there is a foundation for your life. Your foundation is, is in Christ. You are the righteousness of God. So you're standing on a foundation and the Bible says if the foundation be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? But the question you got to ask is if the foundations be secure, what can the righteous not do? So one, two, three, four, five. Let me teach you the five that Babylon will teach you. And this is what the world system is designed on. You go to school for you get an education for. So this is how it works. You are born. You get an education. You get a job. You pay your bills. And then you die. That's their system. When you come into the kingdom of God, you'll find a different five working in your life. The foundation is Christ. Because you must be born again. It then sets you up for victory. Then you get the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. The face of an eagle. You get dreams, you get visions. Number three is that you get a kingdom understanding because the desire inside of you, the spiritual hunger inside of a man is not for religion. Adam was not given a religion. He was given a kingdom. That's what you're looking for. You're looking for a place that gives you dominion in your territory. Ruling over money, ruling over circumstances, Ruling over sickness and disease and depression. That's what you're looking for. Every man's looking for that. That's why, you know, even sports people today, you know, as they're driving and they wanna, they wanna, they're looking for dominion. They're fixing cars. They're doing all kinds of stuff because they're looking for a place to rule. They want to know that they're number one. That was God's design. Born again or not, it's, your, it's God's design. You only find it in the kingdom. You don't find it in religion. Religion will, religion will tell you to light candles. What's it got to do with dominion? How am I going to get out of my problem? So the kingdom of God is an ever-increasing kingdom, and it's the only thing that's going to last until eternity, because that's what God, God, Jesus came back to bring. I don't know what, Jesus never came to give a, a religion. Religion was here all along. He came to usher in the kingdom that Adam lost when he went to, when he sinned. That's what he came back to do. So then what he does after that, he brings you into your work. That's number four. And number five is that you come into a place called a wealthy place.
It's called Eden. Everybody shout back to Eden. So let's study Eden a little bit and let's see what was in Eden so that you can understand the importance of this five working in your life as we wrap up the series. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. And you can give me Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. Then God blessed them. You have to stick with me, guys. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. Okay. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful. That's not a suggestion. That's a command. So the first command that he gave to man was not to worship him. It was to be fruitful. And so we're dealing with poverty this morning and we're dealing with the spirit of abundance and we're dealing with your wealthy place. You need to understand that poverty is the absence of production or productivity. Poverty does not make sense to me at all. I don't get it. If you're following the world system and you're looking for a 350 rand, stay in that queue, honey. But we are in the kingdom of God where we are. The command is be fruitful. It wasn't a suggestion. And some of you think it's only about babies. My father thought that. That's why we were nine. And he had two somewhere. I was like, "Uh but we were broke. What about the fruitful mind? Come on, somebody shout, say, be fruitful. That was the command. And then he says, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over it. That word dominion is, is also the word rada. It means kingdom. He gave them a kingdom to function out of. Now you were born into a democracy. And that's why the struggle with the kingdom word is where your fight is. So you must go and study the one that is head of the bird kingdom. The one that's on the ground is the lion. The one is the eagle. He rules over there. But the the lion rules on the earth. They're both heads of their kingdoms. And so when you come into yours, he's trying to tell you, you were supposed to rule over in your kingdom. IT, rule. Business, rule. You were supposed to be at the top. And we're going to show you how to get there this morning. Because what that does is, there's something that happens to you when you break away from poverty. Three things Adam had. Well, he had all five in place. He had a foundation that God raised him up on in Eden. He had the Holy Spirit breathed into him. He had a kingdom with all the provisions, because all, when you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things are added unto you. He then had his assignment. And he walked with God in the cool of the day. So when you come into the kingdom of God, number one, your fellowship is restored. All the provisions are restored. And your assignment is restored. Everything about your gift, your purpose, your personality, everything about you, it's discovered in the kingdom of God. When his kingdom comes and his will is done in your life, you'll find you. 
the one that the world yet gets uncovered in you. So the anointing doesn't really come to make you. It comes to reveal you. Because the real you is hidden within you. And when you discover you, the world will celebrate who you are. So, coming into the kingdom of God, hmm, let, me, let me say something to you. I want to touch on your wealthy place this morning. Your wealthy place. Give me scripture first and then I'll come back to this piece. You'll work with me. Give me Psalms, I think it's 66. I think it's Psalm 66. Or is it 68? Work with me, guys. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, you can appreciate the guys this morning. Just clap your hands and help them there, motivate them. Psalm 66, verse 10. For you, O God, have tested us, and you have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. Then what trouble you in today and what has snared you? You laid affliction on our backs. You have caused men to ride over our heads. That was your, your last six months. But something's coming and it's going to be better for you this morning. Come on, read with me. If anybody's been through some fire this year, read with me. We went through fire and through water. But you, everybody said but you, brought us out to rich fulfillment. And that's why I'm bringing my offering this morning. Because I will come back with an offering and pay my vows. For the Lord your God, Deuteronomy 8, verse 7 to 10. So look at God. When you get born again, puts you on a foundation, puts the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, gives you kingdom understanding, but you're on the move because the kingdom's on the move. The vision's giving you progress. And God's bringing you into your work. And through this, you're coming into your inheritance. So all of this year, sometimes as the Bible says, through many troubles, you must come through the kingdom. Through many troubles. So when you're coming through the troubles, it's that God's got a plan in the midst of all your trouble you're being through today. Whatever you're facing, God has got a plan for all of it. And look at the plan. He says, even though men, you, you, you've allowed them to put furrows in our back and the things we've been through, we're coming into a wealthy place. We're coming into a place of our inheritance. We are on the move. Come on, somebody shout a good amen there. Your God is the most purposeful being ever. He's purposeful in your, when you were born, the color of your skin, your gender, all of that. God has considered all of that and then He made you. So the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Somebody say amen to that. That's a good word. A land, you need to read it and it's just, it just flows so beautifully. Come on. A land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs. That flow out of valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley. Of vines and fig trees. And pomegranates. A land of olive oil and honey. Oh, that sounds like I should be in Rome somewhere. A land in which you will eat bread 
Come on, read with me. It's in your Bible. It's this is your inheritance. This is the wealthy place. This is Eden. Come on. What Adam lost in the beginning of time, you're coming in. You're going to come in and possess yours. You're going to live in abundance. You're going to walk in all that God has got for you and your family. You're going to eat bread without any scarcity. You're going to have an abundance. It's in your Bible. It's in your Bible. Someone say amen. Don't let the enemy rob you. They went into the promised land where giants were. And giants don't, can't live in Wendy houses. It's got to be double story and king size beds and double door fridges and, and a lounge over here and another lounge over there. Come on, come on, somebody. Come on, if it's in your Bible, you can believe the Lord for it. Come on, believe the Lord. You're coming into a good land, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. Oh, this is good. In which, please read with me. You will lack how much? Say it louder. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. Glory be to God. When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless. Come on, can somebody bless the Lord? Your God for the good land. Somebody shout, it's a good land. Somebody shout, it's a good land. Which he has given you. He says you were supposed to bless him when you come into this place. I'm speaking to every man because you're, being, you're going through tests. But you're coming into a place of voluptuous living or back to Eden. Adam never worked one day in his life. There was no labor there. There was no toil there. He walked in the abundance that God had for him. And he was only he was busy with one thing only, fulfilling his assignment. Imagine you got so much money in your house and stored up everywhere and you owe nobody anything but to love them. And all you're doing is flying, flying across the globe and helping people, using your resources, being a blessing and fulfilling your assignment. You are so quiet. That's how it was at the beginning of time. That's what Eden looked like. There was no applications for jobs. Every gift was positioned. Adam was positioned accurately before God. Of the trees, all the trees you may freely eat. There was abundance. Then when you have eaten, so here's what's happening to you now. You saved. You have the Holy Ghost. You're being taught about the kingdom. You're getting into your work. And that's the man that's rejoicing. This is what it should look like. There's an end game to what we're busy with. He says, now... When you're coming into your inheritance, when you're coming into the land that I promised you, when you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which He has given you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, and His statutes, which I command you today. I'm trying to help somebody and save them. Listen to every man. I'm going to be praying for you this morning. And the burden of poverty is going to break from your life. The yoke is going to be destroyed. And it will not be able to be put together again. Because what is the anointing? It's the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. And when it comes on a man, whatever's been a burden to you, it gets removed. And when the burden, when this thing comes on you, the Bible says the yoke is destroyed because of the anointing. Well, that's in Isaiah chapter 11. And 
what rust is to steal is the anointing to every problem. It turns it into powder. And it can't be reconstructed again. That's the anointing. So he says, now I'm bringing you into this place. He says, I'm just trying to help somebody that don't you forget God now. I'm not talking to you while you are rich. When you get, when you get it. I'm talking to you now before you get it. Because I'm telling you it's coming. That what God put on me, I'm going to put on you and the anointing is going to break that yoke. Is there anybody going to... No, 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 no. Don't develop an attitude after the anointing comes. Don't you change your mind. Don't you change your heart. Don't you go back to your old lifestyle. Only a, The Bible says a dog only returns to his vomit. You are not a dog that will go back to your old lifestyle. Today, we're going to deal with that thing that's harassing you. And if anybody is a believer in this place, what God did for me, he'll do for you. You break out of this local space and break it into international space. You will develop a lifestyle. Glory be to God. You're going to not lack any good thing. I feel the anointing in this place. Now I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't you unfriend me and come and get an attitude and, and, and say things about me. I've been standing here now and preaching for 18 years and more. And I've watched people that God took from nothing and raised them up. And when they got their stuff, they got an attitude. That's what Deuteronomy says. Lest when you have eaten in a full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, the Lord says, you need to work with me. Verse 13. And when your herds and your flocks multiply, that means you not only got one business, you got four businesses. And your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied. Can you see that you're in the kingdom? That when you become fruitful, God will then be fruitful, then multiply you? There is no diminishing in the kingdom. There's no such thing as decrease in the kingdom. When your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. When God brings you out, it's to take you in so that you can walk in abundance all the days of your life. What did he do? Who led you through that great and terrible wilderness. Somebody's coming out of that terrible wilderness this morning. Amen. In which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water. When you lacked so much, said God, but where are you? Who brought water for you out of a flinty rock where God had to bring miracle after miracle. Listen to me. Miracles are a wonderful thing. And they experience it in the, in the wilderness. But living from hand to mouth is a stressful thing. Is anybody with me? That you have to wake up every day and just fetch enough managers for today. Just get a bit of data. No, no, I don't need just a bit of data. Yeah, yeah, you're going to come out of that space. Because you must grow up to receive your inheritance. Who fed you in the wilderness with manner which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you. What was the whole purpose of God taking you through the test? It's to humble you. Because God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That he may, might test you. What is the testing for? To do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart. Now, this is the people that don't say it to your face. But they say it in their hearts. No, no, no. The stuff that I got. 
Who's Apostle Max? Kingdom Latin. My power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. I've watched the arrogance of people that when they've been raised up, they forget the house of God. They forget to honor God. They forget to go and build the things of the kingdom of God. I mean, God is sending widows, man, to help us build here. Widows. Well, you see the building taking place here? People that got nothing. That just want to honor God. And don't get mad about money because Jesus spoke more about money than he spoke about hell. And he was the one that overlooked an offering. Everybody come, give your offering. Yeah, let me watch. Uh, we know how much you got. How much is in your account? He says, this woman comes in here and she's given two mites. She's given more than everybody else. What a service that would be. That'll go viral. The apostles looking over everybody. How much are you giving? And I know how much is in your account. And you? Jesus did it. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. He doesn't give you money. He gives you a grace. There is an anointing that comes upon you that I know how to put two cents together. That I know how to turn one into ten. That I know how to take my life and say this is my decision. This is where I'm going. It's called the power to get wealth. That what, what's he doing? That he may establish his covenant which he swore not even to you. He swore to your fathers as it is this day. The power to get wealth. This is not dunamis. Another day we have to speak about it. Because this is the Holy Spirit coming on the inside to break bondages from your life. The power to get wealth is different. It's the ability to create and recreate and be fruitful and multiply. And come on Aaron, make one movie and then make another one. Then fly overseas and sell it overseas and get a breakthrough on a whole nother level. Oh, I feel the anointing in this place. For somebody is going to get the We came here with nothing. One guy came to the service yesterday for the first time. He came to meet me. His name is Michelle. And he sat down here. He says, tell me your testimony. I said, we come from a double garage. A Bible, no pulpit, and hands. That's all God gave us. What was God doing? He was teaching me about the anointing and the power to get wealth. And to build your life on the kingdom of God. I would have not been standing and preaching about the kingdom of God if I started off with somebody's checkbook. I started off with nothing. And the people that promised stuff left. And God said, now you're going to lean upon me. I sent them away to teach you how to lean upon me and my kingdom, not upon your own understanding. Someone's going to understand the power of the kingdom of God that when you come into the kingdom of God, no one's going to get credit for raising you up. No one's going to take the credit for raising you up in the kingdom of God. Nobody. You're going to owe no man a thank you because when the favor of God comes upon you, no one's going to stop you. You are coming in and you're going to God give God the credit. It is He who gives you power to get well. Feel it in this place. I think Berenice walked in with that anointing for wealth. It's all over her. It's all over her. I'm telling you. 
If you partner with God, He will bring you into a wealthy place. Not for covetous reasons, but for covenant reasons. It is He who gives you power to get wealth. Now let's get into this understanding about uh, the anointing. Let me read this one quickly. Okay. So, before we can claim prosperity, we have to accurately diagnose poverty. Pay attention. Poverty is a complicated issue that manifests itself in multiple and different ways. I hate injustice and I hate poverty. With everything inside of me, you, you, you've got to fight it like you fight sickness and disease. The reason why the people are in such turmoil, some marriages are almost, it's because of poverty. You don't have enough. Money answereth all things, guys. There's some stuff my wife just overlooks because I got money. Solving poverty requires multiple and complicated responses and solutions. You can never go to the world to ask them to solve the poverty problem. Never. Governments don't have the solution for poverty, man. The poverty problem is solved in the church. This guy's laying it out. He says it's not an easy problem to tackle. So here's what he shares. Is an apostolic response to the issue of poverty. Here's where we stand and why we do what we do. The way we define the problem will have a direct impact and will have a major role in determining our response, the solutions we use, and the ways they are implemented. Now you must pay attention to the kingdom. Because there is no external behavior apart from an internal philosophy. So when religion comes on the inside of a man, or a woman, and you've believed the lie all the time that you shouldn't be rich. And that you just, you know, I'll have a mansion in heaven. We sang those songs. Across the bridge, there's no more sorrow. So why was I born? To walk in sorrow all the time. Across the bridge, there's no more pain. The sun will shine. Come, son. We grew up with that helpers in our house. We grew up with that stuff. And, you know, there was a promise about one day when our ship comes in. Honestly, I asked my mother. I said, now, remember how you always said, you know, one day when our ship comes in. When? I asked. Am I allowed to ask? When is our ship coming in? Here's a true answer. My mother said it did. I'm like, when? Did I miss something? Yeah, but you remember Christmas when I bought all that stuff? That was a... I'm like, 
non, 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 non. We should break those alpines, amen. Because the promise was across the bridge. Yet, religion teaches you to prepare just to go to heaven and walk through whatever you have to. We never took a vow of poverty, not in this church. I never did, you didn't. We Come on, somebody. The Bible says, for our sakes, yet he was rich. For our sakes, he became poor. To make you rich. How are you going to evangelize the world being broke? How are we going to go and reach the nations? God don't mind a man having money. He's got a problem with the money having the man. And that's why he deals with your heart. Why? Because he wants to put money in your hand. We build what's in our hearts, man. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Show me what is in your heart to do. When God puts money in your hand, you're just going to buy another truck. You're going to buy another house. It's got nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Why should God put it in your hands? Let's deal with poverty. Because poor people, remember the poor people that they brought out of bondage? And God said, give them gold and silver, earrings put it in their hands. Moses disappears for 40 days. What do they do? They build a calf. And they turn around and say, this is our God. No, 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 don't look at me like that. Because we don't build calves, we just buy cars. This is our God. This is God's solution. An apostolic answer to your problem. There's a difference between the way non-poor poor people describe poverty and the way poor people describe it. Non-poor people, including the church, describe it as a lack of food. Money, food, money, clean water, medicine, housing, and data. Rich people think they're doing you a favor by giving you a, a cell phone. Oh, yes, data for you. You come every now and again with your 67 minutes and you think you're going to solve this poverty issue. Shove it, man. Shove it. Why don't you empower people? Not that they come and stand and wait for you to come and beg again for some more. That's why I hate poverty. And people begging. Sometimes I give people work to do and, you know, just say, I'll just do this. And I pay them like monies that they, don't, they shouldn't be getting that kind of money for the work that they do. Because in this organization, and that government should be doing the same, we don't pay people for what they do. We pay people for what they solve. And if you're not solving the problem, you are the problem. Shouldn't we treat government that same way and say, you are the biggest problem? Let me get of this. Because when you apply for a USA visa, you must even give them your, your social media accounts. We're coming. Poverty. There's sometimes... You just give people, do, do a little bit of work and you pay them well because you're doing that so that they can have some dignity in receiving. Not that they earned it. 
but it's because I hate the idea of anybody waiting for me to solve your problem. Yet the anointing is inside of you. But we understand that this is what poverty does to people. So now you must go and stand by the rich people and go and knock on their doors and beg somebody, can you help me? Can you? This poverty doesn't make sense. When you pay attention to the kingdom of God, listen to how poor people describe poverty. We describe poverty in more in psychological terms like shame. How do you fix shame with a, with a cell phone? Excuse me, for the 100 rands data. How do, you, how do you solve it? Inferiority. How do you solve that? Job says, I know what you know. I'm not inferior to you. How do you fix inferiority by giving me a thing? You fix inferiority by giving people understanding. What is understanding? Understanding is the truth we're standing under. This is it. We're standing under truth. Powerlessness. I hate that. They have to beg you and, I mean, you know, humiliation. Fear. Counseling people this whole week around this. Hopelessness. Depression. Social isolation and voicelessness. That's how poor people, if they have to put voice to what they're trying to tell you, this is how they feel. So I submit to you that these are signs of even larger problems that cannot be boxed in our convenient traditional definition of poverty or as a lack of deficit of material things. So this mismatch between outsiders' perception of poverty and the perception of poor people themselves can have dev devastating consequences for poverty alleviation efforts. If we misdiagnose the underlying problem, we might make the solution worse or the situation worse in our well-intended efforts to help. In order for us to respond to poverty, we must have an understanding as a common definition. So here we go. What is poverty? Here's your definition. Poverty is the consequence of broken relationships. Specifically, number one, with God. No spiritual intimacy. You got no relationship with God? You, the reason why Jesus came, you can't build prosperity or wealth on a poverty foundation. It takes wealth to build wealth. That's why Jesus came, so that you can stand on his foundation of wealth. And that you can have a relationship with the Father and start to build your life according to an apostolic pattern. So anyone that's got no relationship with God stands no chance of building anything. Number one is spiritual intimacy. Number two if you don't have a relationship with God, that's number one. Number two, a broken relationship with you. You don't know who you are. You don't believe in you. It's, not, it's one thing for me to believe in you. You don't believe in you. Remember how those went into the promised land, came out, never fought the battle, died in the wilderness? What did they see themselves as? Grasshoppers. They never believed in themselves. It's not that God never believed in them. It says, we see ourselves as grasshoppers. So your inner belief system and how you speak to you 
Some of you need to pay attention to the words that you're speaking to you because if you had a friend that speaks to you the way you speak to you, will you still be friends with them? Your inner self. It's not the names people call you, man. It's the names you respond to. It's my image. I know who I am. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm as bold as a lion. And I can do what God has called me to do. I need somebody to shout a good amen in this church. Because the Bible says you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength, with all of your might. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. I know now why you're not even trying to help anybody else and you speak bad about everybody else. It's because you speak about yourself like that. You need to fall in love with you and respect your own body and your own mind. Then you will turn that TV off and you will respect who you are. It's my image. It's my belief system. Number one is God. Number two, do you have a good relationship with you? Do you like to go to bed with you? Number three is others, the community. This is where you begin to now develop a prosperity mindset. Poverty is, a, is, is described as having a broken relationship with God, with yourself, with the community. You don't like to be with other people. Oh, that one's a problem, man. Offended with this one, can't speak to that one. Mm-hmm. And then number four is the rest of creation, stewarding what God puts in your hands. Any person that is broke is broken somewhere here. They don't know God. They don't know themselves. They don't know what their gifting is. They don't know how to build life around community. And they don't know that the earth is the Lord's who was given to the sons of men. It belongs to you. In other words, poverty is the result of relationships that are not working. Poverty is the absence of shalom. Nothing broken, nothing lacking in all its meanings. And so when you're finding people that are living in, in poverty, you can it's so simple to define. You can see that people don't believe in themselves and the like. But how do we fix it? I need to, need to get into this. So wealth can only be built on wealth. You can't build wealth on a foundation of poverty. If you have a broke and a broken background and desire wealth, first, if you desire wealth, the first thing you must do, avoid people with your background. Let it simmer right there. If you're the richest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Because you are connected to broke people. What are you going to do? You have to break from the circle. That's why God said to Abraham, you're a moon worshiper and I'm going to make you rich, but come out from your family, come out from your country, come out from your home. Come out from the place you're in so I can build you on a different foundation. You can move wherever you want to go. If you're still hanging around with broke people, you get the point. If you have, you're, you have a broken background or you're broke, first avoid people with your background. 
and then connect with people who have a better foundation. Is that there is no other better foundation that you can stand upon than that which is in Christ. Because he, he came to break you from every foundation of poverty and brokenness. All right, Lord. I feel my time is up. We need to unpack some more. But hear me today around Eden. Eden is a place. In God, where there is abundance and no lack. More than prosperity, it's peace and a walk with God that blesses you so much that you are blessed to be a blessing. That you know that in the Father's house there's plenty. That your cup will always run over. Come on, Psalm 23 says, He anoints my head with oil. That's what we're going to go this morning. My cup runs over. You've not made the connection yet. There's a connection between what is happening on your head and what's happening in your hands. Because when God anoints your head with fresh oil, your cup has got no choice but to run over with the abundance because this is God's design. That when you're coming into the place, God is not going to bring you in there without His anointing. You can't come into what God has got for you without an anointing. I am who I am because of the grace of God. It is the anointing of God upon my life. When the anointing comes upon your life, bring me the worship team. We're going to break this thing this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Luke chapter 4 verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus needed the anointing. You need the anointing. Businessman, businesswoman, if you're ever going to come into Eden and to the place of voluptuous living, if you're ever, ever going to experience the power to get wealth, it comes from Almighty God. You need to know that there is a grace in this house this morning to break yokes. Somebody has never paid attention in the last season. You thought your job will cut it. And God said, your skill brought you there. But where I'm taking you, you're going to need the anointing where we're going to hallelujah there is an anointing the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to who the first message was the gospel to the poor why to break you from poverty to break you out of the mess that you've been in that the, however hey pharaoh's gotta let you go this morning you got to break from that bondage. you got to break from that place of just enough. Oh, hallelujah. The place of not enough. You're coming into a place of more than enough. Someone is going to get the touch from heaven because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Hallelujah. To preach the gospel to the poor, yes, sent me to heal the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Glory be to Jesus. Watch this now. Thank you Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. Is only here for heaven's agenda. 
When the purposes of God is clear, the Holy Spirit descends. On the day of Pentecost, when they were in one accord, and they were clear that they were going to fulfill their kingdom mandate, the Holy Spirit came. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and the power, who went about doing good and healing all, who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Jesus of Nazareth is an important scripture. Because if you can anoint Jesus of Nazareth, you can anoint Maxwell from Randburg. I am anointed to do what God has called me to do. There is an anointing in this place. I keep seeing this thing shift. All the, the, the whole atmosphere is beginning to shift. Woo. When Jesus was done with his assignment, the Bible says on the cross, and then he gave up the ghost. Because the Holy Spirit comes so that you can conquer territory and come into all that God has got for you. Mm. Mm. Everything in creation was designed to function by the principle of authority. Everything. Seed needs soil. It needs to submit to soil to grow. A fish needs the sea. If it doesn't submit to the sea, it doesn't live. Planets, the sun, oceans, the moon, your body, if it doesn't submit to the air, it can't live. And man, sperm needs a womb. If there isn't a womb, and for the man, he needs the anointing. He needs the kingdom for him to really live. Adam was given an environment to thrive in. And what Jesus does is he puts the kingdom of God on the inside of you. Luke 17 says that. The kingdom of God does not come with observation. No, they say see here or see there. This is God's wisdom. What does he do? The kingdom of God is within you. Luke 17 verse 20 says that. So anytime I preach the kingdom of God, Every time Jesus taught the kingdom of God, there's five things that could not stand against him. Number one was poverty. Number two was sickness. Number three was sin. Number four was demons. And number five was death. Because when the kingdom begins to manifest in a place, all these things begin to change in the environment. If you were, going, if you were wayward and walking in a place of death, you get recovered because of the message of the kingdom. It's called the anointing that comes upon you. Hallelujah. Supernatural moment. Lord, I'm done preaching. Spirit of the living God, take over this room right now. Lord, we're calling now that you break the spirit of poverty, hopelessness, anxiety and fear from every man in this place hallelujah
I'm going to anoint every man in this place. Come, you, 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 you don't want, it's fine. But for anybody who needs a fresh touch from God, this is your moment, let's pray. We're going to pray. We're breaking this curse of poverty. We're breaking this curse of poverty. Ronaldo. We're breaking this curse of poverty. of poverty is broken from your life. From today, you'll find only increase. Receive that. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to please lift your hands. That Lord, I'm going to honor you. Come on, you tell the Lord from your own lips. I'm going to honor you from today. My money, my time, wherever I go, I'm here to advance your kingdom. Your kingdom matters. Your kingdom is my priority. Fulfilling my assignment it is my pleasure. This is a fresh anointing to bring me into my next level of prosperity. I want you from your own lips this morning to begin to pray. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, pray. But I want you to Tell the Lord today that He's your priority. Tell the Lord today that you're going to follow after His voice. That you want to hear Him. That He's going to give you the grace and the anointing to follow after Him. That you're going to honor Him with your money. That you're going to honor Him with your resources. That God is your first, your last, and your everything. In the mighty name of Jesus, for all that you've done, son, for all that you continue to do for the kingdom of God, the Lord says, I am your reward. It's coming. So the Lord says, turn your eyes upon me right now. It's on you. It's on you. I've been praying for you, Russ. Your new season, my son. The walk has been tough. It's been lonely. Just receive a fresh touch from the Lord this morning. Just breathe in. Breathe in. Breathe. The Holy Ghost. Cleansing. Brand new start. Fresh season. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, I need to hear you pray. I'll come pray with you when you pray. I'll pray with you as you pray, son. Come. Acceleration is on your feet your life. I'll pray with you as you pray. I'll agree with you as you pray. Shh. I'll agree with you as you pray. In the name of Jesus, your new season has come. 
there is an anointing upon you, son. Fresh fire. Put on him, Lord. Put it on him. Fresh fire. Woo! Take it, son. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Break every yoke of bondage. Heal your son. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Now come, receive it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. In the name of Jesus. Fresh anointing. In the name of Jesus. Fresh anointing. Receive it. Lift your hands, Quentin. Lift your hands. Take your family. anxiety. Now breathe. Don't pray anymore. Now breathe. See that? Just be a receiver. Receive it. 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 In the name of Jesus.
Father, I pray for the anointing. them like this more. Stretch them like this more. Stretch them like this more. given, much is required. The testing, the testing has been, but I am telling you, as you make the adjustments, God is not dealing with the past. He's not concerned about your mistakes. The question is, can you rectify them? There's a grace coming upon you this morning that's about to break open for many people. God says, don't fall yet, Brian. Don't fall yet. Hear the word of the Lord. There's a generation waiting. And your obedience is needed. And as you're falling after the order of God, you are breaking out of us for and no more. The Lord says, lift up your eyes and look around you. There's more than you. There's more than your mother and your other mother and your families. There's a generation waiting, not just a community. There's a generation. Here comes the anointing. It's for the next level. It's breaking right now. Everything that pertains to life and godliness. Run through the fields, daughter. The king is in the field. Anointing to break every yoke. Shoo. Now, now, 
Let that thing go. Foul spirit, let it go. Poverty is broken today. Michelle and Graham, come. We're coming. Where's your brother? Come, son, run. 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 The hell you've been through. The barren place. The wilderness. The testing of your hearts. I speak you into your new season. Wealth and prosperity. God's covenant is being renewed. In the mighty name of Jesus. level of wealth and increase. The ability. Graham, you have a sound mind, son. Today it's the power to get wealth all over you. Ronaldo, don't stand alone, son. Bring your wife. Where is your daughter. She said, click. That's a good thing. Hands lifted. Hands lifted. Next level of wealth. Let me say one thing. Don't let your husband work so hard. And you spend it. You are here to manage it, not spend it. Your prayer life becomes more important than his work. Because if he makes a poor decision, it affects all of you. May the Lord give you wisdom to manage wealth. You see. The mind of Christ. spinning wheels no more toiling I call you into a place of peace grace and prosperity no lack no need weariness is breaking from your life right now because Adam never toiled a day in his life in your wealthy place in your wealthy place Father, your son is so precious. Always ready. Always moving with God. Receive the reward. This new season. Receive it, son. Fresh anointing. More than cars and houses, man. Where's your pops? Tell your father. Tell your father no toil.
touch my honey. Let me pray for you. Thank you for healing, Lord. Thank you for prosperity. New season, Maddie. Power of God upon your life to heal and to restore you. Prosperity will flow. In the mighty name of Jesus, your new season is here. Receive it, man. Receive it. wasting. No more doctors, no more hospitals, no more operations, no more holes in your pockets from today. I speak it upon you, sir. Your family. You're wealthy people, but you're going to build wealth from you. And the kingdom of God is going to take you to places. You ready? Father, I pray. what's on there. The lies of the enemy breaks today. Receive it. Abundance. Abundance for you and your family. But the power to get wealth is on you from today for kingdom purpose and kingdom use. In the name of Jesus. Bless your servant. Favor, man. Shoo. With an Esther kind of favor all over you, I'm telling you. In the name of Jesus, finances, let it flow. Give a wisdom to manage wealth. Tough season. Tough season, tough season. Father, give her the peace that she needs, the grace that she needs help a family in the season. is your portion. Abundance. Heaven reward you. Open up the windows of heaven all over your life. Giving God praise and glory. Doors will open to you. There's a kind of favor coming upon you that will set you up and you and your family for life. You will not experience debt. You will not experience any kind of lack. You will eat bread with no scarcity. God says, I am your husband and I will take care of you. And I'm watching over you and I'm watching over Zion. I'm watching over your family. Your seed is in the ground and the devil can't stop it. The harvest will be perpetual. It will be for generations, says the Lord. That seed. I bless you today. In Jesus' name. Woo! Every baby comes with a blessing. May the blessing increase upon your life. That's what you need. In the name of Jesus. 
Father, I pray for the Magnolia. I pray for her birthday gift that she's able to ask that she'll do a new work inside of her. The wind begin to blow. Woo! Blow, Holy Ghost. Receive it. Abundance. Lift your hands like you can receive some stuff from the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now. 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 This curse is broken today, my girl. Today it's broken. Foul spirit, let it go. The curse of poverty is broken. The curse of poverty is broken. More than enough, God. Woo! There you go. It's all over you. Woo! The anointing is all over you. Receive it. Receive it. Your destiny is secured. We need a fresh wind, Lord. Woo! Receive it. Your new season, eh? New season. God's got you. God's got you. I bless you today. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Wealthy place is yours. Ask for more wisdom, sister. There's plenty in your hands, but ask for wisdom. Wealth and wisdom go together. Wealth and wisdom goes together. Your new season, daughter. May the Lord violate all man-made rules and ideas and elevate you in the season. That face, the favor of the Lord is upon you. I release an Esther anointing upon your life to be selected above the cloud. God's got you. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. You felt it. You know what poverty feels like. But today there's a turnaround in your home and your family. It doesn't start with money in your hand. It, it starts with a breakthrough in your spirit. That you're going to trust God. That you're going to believe in your gift. That God's going to change your community new people and you're going to know your place in the earth but today the curse of poverty is reversed it's a spirit man that plagues our people new God new God new new when God works in every man and every woman it's from the inside out starts in you, it manifests in your hands. Today, you anoint with fresh oil. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. In Jesus' name, amen. Every head bowed and eye closed. Come, I see you. You've managed well at one level. Here comes your next level of prosperity. The things that God has removed all the years 
that the locust has eaten, the canker worm has eaten, all that the enemy has done to discredit you, to mess with who you really are in God, to bring shame. A fresh wind is blowing. A fresh anointing has come your way. Fresh grace for your new season. Spirit of the living God, let the anointing break every yoke. All the years that the locust has eaten, good management, handling your gift, watch what God does in this next season. It's no more hundreds of thousands you will handle. You've stepped into a whole new season where millions will come into your account and you'll manage the estate differently. You're anointed. Your new season is here. Receive the love of God. Let us just pray. The offering baskets up front. There's such an anointing in this place. Valda, where are the businesswoman? Why are you not coming for prayer? Did, you, did I ever pray for you? Come. Come. Valda, where are you? Don't ask me to pray for you tomorrow morning. I'm not anointed tomorrow morning. I just, my flesh is in the way tomorrow morning. This is your moment. When God is dealing with wealth, you should be up here and saying, that's for me. Don't miss your moment. There's an anointing in this place. Come, son. Do you know that your mother likes to travel? Do you know that's her desire? Do you think maybe that's aligned with the kingdom of God? Did you think maybe that you were made for the skies and for different nations and benches wherever you want? Is there not something connected to that and your kingdom assignment? Has to be. Because God would not put a desire inside of you to travel like that if it wasn't connected to the kingdom of God. Are you with me? Now receive. See how simple it is? Just receive. Just receive. Just receive. Your assignment in the kingdom. Woo! Wealth all over you, my girl. I pray for the spirit of unity. I pray for the power of agreement. I pray that you begin to know who you are. I pray that you begin to understand the power of the kingdom of God. It's all over you. Daughter of Zion. The favor of the Lord is all over you. May the Lord give you wisdom for the 90%. Watch you increase on every side. Receive it. Receive it. of Jesus, man. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. You're so anxious. Let the Holy Spirit have his way. Father, show her her wealth. Your wealthy peace.
portion, Pastor Michel. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Dad. You have tremendous favor. of the Lord is so strong in this place. I don't have to have a normal service to find closer. The offering baskets are here. The card machine is there. Give your offerings. If you've learned anything from this apostle. God cannot do anything outside of faith, outside of love, and without a seed. Must sow your seed. The only system that works. Have a look at the system and pay attention because your destiny is in there. It's not in the world system. Sow your seed. For whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. You don't come at harvest time looking for your stuff. Tomorrow morning, the tractors are on here. We're planting 120,000 chili seedlings. For eight years, I couldn't stand over this land and say, where's the harvest? I never planted anything. But after this, we've got a contract signed with the Netherlands. We're exporting it to the Netherlands. Be fruitful and multiply. You can't expect the harvest without sowing. 
It's a kingdom principle. Whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. As long as the earth remains seed time and harvest, night and day, winter, summer, night, and, you know, heat and cold. You must have some seed in the ground somewhere. The only soil that will produce for you is kingdom soil. That's why he gave him Eden. That's why they went into Canaan because it's a place of voluptuous living. You can't expect a harvest without sowing seed. And whatever, man, the measure that you use is we measured back to you. You can't sow tens and expect millions. Let the Lord break the limitation of what you're sowing in the seeds. Get involved in the kingdom project. Tell us about the 250,000 and about those paving bricks. Let's get it up. The contractors are in here. They're busy putting up the children's ministry and new training rooms. We're doing it. Kingdom projects. It's work for the kingdom. Get involved, man. Get in. Stop wasting your life. Get involved in the kingdom. Whether you like it or not, the next 10 years are coming. And decisions decide destiny. Decide to be blessing, to bless the kingdom of God. Decide to become a kingdom financier. Decide and make up your mind you're not going to live in poverty anymore. Break that cycle with the seed. And then go to work. And say, Father, give me the work of my hands. So it can be blessed. Stop wasting clock is ticking man the clock is ticking and if you think somebody overseas is coming with a special boat or someone I went, I've been there, I've been through many nations nobody's coming to rescue you i got news for you nobody's coming you have to pay attention to the kingdom and if you think that this government's here to help you you got to think again you got to pray for them but your help is in the name of the Lord. Put your trust in God. Sow your seed in the kingdom of God. And watch God multiply it back to you. We came here because of what we sowed. Building churches. Andre Robert, I think it is. East London. This week they opened up the dome. We sowed seed into his building. I flew down and sowed seed. Seed is in the ground. Somebody say seed is in the ground. You must have seed in the ground. How you can expect a harvest? Whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. Everybody online, let me pray for your seed. Let me pray for everybody that's giving. Be deliberate, man. In the Garden of Eden. Father, we just praise you. Holy Ghost, you help us. The cycle of poverty has been broken off from your people's lives. I believe I've honored you through your word and what you wanted done this morning. That you will confirm your word with signs and wonders. I pray for every son and every daughter. I pray for every seed in the ground. I pray for their tithes and offerings. I pray for the blessing of the Lord upon them. That you honor them on every level. That they can live in a place of voluptuous living as promised in your word. I thank you for the victory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Have we received an offering? Have we prayed? Everybody given? Glory be to God.
If you're not saved, you must be saved. You must be born again. I believe everybody's sown their seed. Did they, Brian? We good? I think so. If you need to still sow seed, there is a place for you to do it. We prayed for your seed. Okay, it's good. But let me release you. What's the time? You told me not to look at the clock. I'd rather have the Holy Ghost take over than me have my time in place. Amen. Let the Spirit of the Lord have His way and way. You just need one woman. You just need an Esther. You just need a David. You need one man, a Gideon. I'm trusting God for so many things, but there's one man that will obey God. One woman that will obey God. We can get stuff done. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lift your hands and receive the blessing of the Lord. The Lord bless and keep you. Cause His face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you. Give you His peace. From today, a fresh wind is blowing upon you and your family, your home, your finances for your future. For the wind blows wherever it wishes. No one knows where it comes from and where it's going to. And so are the things of the Spirit. That which is born of God overcomes this world. That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit, Lord. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. We're not functioning out of a flesh mentality and mindset. We are trusting in you with all of our hearts, leaning not out to our own understanding. In all our ways we acknowledge you, you will direct our paths. Bless your people in their giving. They're going out and they're coming in. They are preserved and they are protected. They're understanding your kingdom and they're fulfilling heaven's purpose. What a joy, Father, that even prophetically, that picture, every man, every boy, every girl, every mother, every woman, lift your hands prophetically. As a prophetic act in this house, I see you with your hands lifted high, rejoicing in the presence of Almighty God in your wealthy place. It's been prophesied over you and everybody online. You will always walk in victory all the days of your life. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. The anointing has broken the yoke. Your family is delivered. You are set free. You are the righteousness of God. The kingdom is advancing through you. You are anointed for this. You are coming in, you and your house. Everybody shouted, Amen and Amen. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night. Amen and Amen.